Welcome to the SCD Specific Carbohydrate Diet Podcast. If something has been eating at you or eating at your gut, then I have good news for you. The Specific Carbohydrate Diet, also known as the SCD, has helped countless people with a wide variety of health issues improve their quality of life. It's also a great way to eat if you just want to go grain-free or stay away from processed foods. Here, you'll find interviews with SCD experts as well as everyday people who actively follow the program, and you'll get tips to help you enjoy living the SCD, including resources, recipes, and more. I'm your host, Lee Bernstein. I live with gut issues. I live with autoimmune issues. And after trying many nutrition protocols, I found that the SCD is what works for me. If that's the same for you, or if you're looking to find out if it is, then let's enjoy living SCD together. I'm not an expert. I'm not a doctor. Nothing on this show is ever medical advice. I'm just someone who's thankful that the specific carbohydrate diet works. I'm thankful that it's given me my life back, and I'm especially thankful and excited about being here with you today. So if you're ready, let's begin. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this bonus episode of the SCD Specific Carbohydrate Diet Podcast. I'm glad you're here. Well, here we are. I am recording this in July of 2020. The show will air in August of 2020. I'm hearing from a lot of you about coping with COVID-19. I'm also hearing from people that are new to the specific carbohydrate diet. Not only are you, some of you, forced to stay at home, but you've never had to cook or bake from scratch. Or even if you have, and even if you enjoy it, you haven't had to make every meal from scratch, and now you're trying to find ways to do that and maybe make your life a little bit easier every day. So I thought this is a perfect time to bring on Aaron Barnes. Aaron is someone who has worked with the specific carbohydrate diet ever since 2001, so she's had a lot of experience with it. She treated her Crohn's disease by consistently following the diet, and she has had excellent results. You'll hear about that today. She and her mom, Robin Cox, also created a website that a lot of you know about already. It's called nomorecrohns.com. She spent years answering people's questions about, is this, is this allowed on SCD? You know, how, how might I cook this? How might I do that? She actually has been doing that since 2016 and has helped a lot of people. She and her mom spoke at, spoke at the 2018 SCD Rocks conference, which, as you know, if you've been listening to this show, is put on by the Specific Carbohydrate Diet Association, which is a not-for-profit association. They're going to be doing one again this year, and it's going to be free for attendees since it's going to be virtual. You can find them at the SCD, I'm sorry, the Specific Carbohydrate Diet Association.org. Anyway, they spoke, she and her mom spoke at the 2018 SCD Rocks. They talked about recipe development. They talked about giving and receiving SCD support. They talked about menu planning. I could hear all of you getting excited about today's show already. Uh, they recently launched something new. It's called Fast Track to SCD Success, and it's an online course to help people 
that are new to SCD understand it and help navigate it. Her husband, Jim, is a chemist who enjoys the challenge of creating SCD recipes. And she and her husband have three boys. They were all very healthy SCD, Crohn's disease babies. And in the show today, you'll also hear about how that is very wonderful. Uh, sometimes having Crohn's and, and pregnancies can be a challenge. She homeschools them, and she lives a very active life with them. So it's a great success story, and I'm excited to talk to her today. Let's begin. Hello, Erin Barnes. Welcome. Thank you so Thank much for being here. Thank you, Lee. I'm so happy to be here with you. It's been fun talking to you in advance of this interview, and it's been fun looking at your website, which a lot of people here are familiar with already. It's nomorecrones.com, which if you haven't been to that website, gives you a little bit of a clue about Erin. She has suffered from Crohn's disease, and that's what we're going to start with today. Erin, can you give us a little bit of information and background on your health journey and how you came to find the specific carbohydrate diet? Yes. Um, I think it starts when I was a baby, actually. Looking back, I was lactose intolerant. Um, after, you know, my mom tried to give me just regular cow's milk, I didn't handle that well. And so soy milk took care of that problem. And then I actually grew out of that. And through childhood, I was able to eat regular milk and, um, then, let's see, when I was about 20, I started to get symptoms of what I thought were lactose intolerance again. And so I um, cut out all dairy from my diet, thinking that uh, lactose was in all dairy, which now I know with the diet that it's not actually in all dairy. Um, but that helped a lot for a couple of years. And then when I was about 22, I started to um, get a lot of stomach pain. And that was... Um, really kind of almost debilitating. I was not able to carry conversations very well. It was just very distracting and hard to live my life. So that was probably the biggest symptom I had of Crohn's. And I started going to the doctor, going through a lot of tests and trying to figure out what was going on. And um, then we were almost at the point of doing a colonoscopy when I woke up one morning just doubled over in pain. And I had also been getting low-grade fevers along with that. And so it was kind of mysterious what was going on. And I knew I had to go to the emergency room. So my mom took me to the emergency room, and I was admitted to the hospital for a really scary week of trying to get me, you know, my body to settle down enough to be able to go through a colonoscopy. For a full week? For a full week, Yeah. I had really high fevers, and I was just not keeping anything down. I was on a liquid diet and losing weight really fast, and it was really scary. <laughs> so your low-grade fevers went away, They and it kind of spiked. Well, how, how high was your fever? I think it was up to like 104 at one point, and I remember them just putting ice packs all over my body one night, and I was just shivering. It was just horrible, you know, just a nightmare. I felt like I was going to die. It was just horrible, and... And then it was after that my fever broke and I was able to do the colonoscopy and they discovered I had Crohn's disease. And so what happened then? Well, um, they, you know, they told me I had Crohn's disease and I had never heard of it before. So I was, it was all new information to me. And I said, oh, you know, well, I have to be on medication for the rest of my life. And 
The doctor said, yes, you will. And, and there will be, you know, some medications will not work and you'll have to go on stronger medications if you don't improve. And so I started off on Asacol, um, which did help me actually. My symptoms went down and I was able to stabilize and go home. But I had lost 10 pounds and I was um, just really, you know, I looked horrible. I was pale and weak and not able to do anything. And it was just really scary. And I remember as I was about to leave the hospital, the nurse came in with foods that I could eat. She gave me a list of foods and it was basically all white foods. Like, you know, you can't have fibrous foods. So you can have like meat, rice, potatoes, uh, mashed potatoes, French fries, all that's okay because that'll help not irritate your digestive system. Uh, and I, I just kind of looked at it and, you know, even as a 22-year-old, I knew that doesn't sound right. And I just said, how am I supposed to get nutrients if I can't have fruits or vegetables? And she just shrugged her shoulders and said, I don't know. <laughs> so that was it. <laughs> white bread, was white bread on that list? As white well? bread, yes, that was one too. And so... I went home with this big bag of pills and I didn't know what to eat. And I was just so scared. I didn't know. I just didn't want to end up in the hospital again. So did you put yourself on the white food diet? Um, I think we kind of, you know, tried to, but that wasn't really how we ate at home. We were pretty, you know, healthy eaters already. But I was just basically not sure what to eat and just really scared to eat. So I just kind of you know, st I was sleeping a lot. I was really weak and I didn't know what to do. And, and I, during that time I just prayed and I just said, you know, if you want God, if you want me to be healed, I pray that you would do that. Cause I don't know what to do. And it was shortly after that, that, um, a friend from church brought breaking the vicious cycle over and she met my mom at the door and told her that it had given her daughter and her a lot of help with their ulcerative colitis. And she said, there's hope in this book. And my mom just kind of teared up and, you know, told her thank you. And she said, you know, we really need hope right now. So I started reading the book and um, it really made sense to me. And it made me really hopeful because I felt like, well, here are foods that I can eat. I'm scared to eat right now. But this lady says I can eat these foods. <laughs> so I'm going to try these. And, and just about every food that you had been told you could eat from the nurse were foods that weren't allowed exactly on a specific carbohydrate diet. Yeah, it was so interesting. I mean, she's saying you can eat all these fruits and vegetables and everything. Of course, you have to, you know, cook them at the beginning. But just having kind of a plan that I could follow was really great and really hopeful. All right. So, did you? What year was that approximately? That was two thousand one. 2001. Mm -hmm. How many resources were available out there in addition to the book that you could go to to get support from anyone that might understand? Because it's not like you can ask a doctor at that point. They don't obviously, from the, the medical staff that you were working with, know anything about SCD. Did you do it all on your own or did you find some support somewhere? Well, in the back of the book, at that point, they had um, a list of resources. And so I found the Long Island Listserv, which was basically like an email list that everyone wrote into. And so um, Elaine Gotchel was on there, plus other people. Gabe Bauer is a lady that I know now who's a an SCD veteran. She was on there answering questions um, and just a lot of really helpful people, which which really helped me answer questions, 
you know, and, and figure out what if what I was eating was legal or not. How long did it take for you on um, SCD before you started to feel results? I would say within a few weeks um, to maybe a couple months, I was pretty much back to normal. And wow, back to normal. Yes, back like to normal. Like in remission. Yes. Were you, remember- were you still on medication at that time? Yes. So I was on Asacol, which had really helped me calm down and I think really helped the diet work probably more quickly. Um, but I remember going back to my doctor for my six-week checkup after getting out of the hospital and I had gained back all my 10 pounds that I had lost in the hospital and my color was back and I looked great and I felt great. And I told him about the diet and he just said, well, um, diet has not been shown to have any effect on Crohn's disease, but you can do this if you want to. But at, at the same time, he was also really happy with my progress, so he couldn't argue with what I was doing. All right. So now, and that was pretty fast. Yes. You, know, you really started feeling better in a relatively short period of time, and you had been so, so sick. Yes. Um, did you continue with the medication? Are you still on medication today? I was able to get off of that. I think I was really cautious with it. I did tell him what I was doing, and I just slowly tapered off like one pill. I think it was at like 12 pills, the maximum dose at the beginning, and then tapered off like one pill, and he let me do that. And I finally got down. I think it was like 2002 that I got off of the medication. Have you had to go on medication ever since? No, I haven't. I've been symptom-free and and no medication since then. And a reminder to everyone who's listening, everybody and everybody is different. And if if a person gets off of medication without issue or problem, that's wonderful. But that's not necessarily true for everyone. You know, you always have to follow what's working for you and what's working for your body. But stories like this, Erin, are so fabulous because people, especially people that are just starting out, really need to feel like you said, there's hope in this book. Mm-hmm. There's hope in the diet and there's hope that you'll be able to get to the other side and see the light again. Um, what was it that struck you the most about the diet as far as what you were able, was there anything that you weren't able to eat in the beginning that you're able to eat now? Mm, yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think as my body was healing, there were three foods that I noticed didn't work for me. One of them was tangerines. I think maybe they're just so fibrous. I just couldn't handle that. And walnuts also was a problem, were a problem. And um, at one point, I think I had some dried apples, which I know you're not supposed to have now, you know, until you're more healed. And that didn't work either. But all three of those foods I've been able to add back and I can eat them today. Were you always a cooker and a baker? No, I wasn't. (laughs) I really did not enjoy cooking. I actually don't really enjoy cooking all that much. I do it because I want to be healthy and I want to give my family good food. But it was really my mom. My mom's a wonderful cook. And at that point, I was going to local college. So I was at home and um, she really helped me. And I think it was just such an important piece of me getting better is having a support person like my mom. Um, and she came up with new recipes later on, you know, as we started the website, she's just always on the lookout for new recipes and helping me out if I need it with ideas and things like that. 
Aaron's mom's name is Robin, and she is has quite a presence on the No More Crohn's website. When you go to visit, you'll see that it's definitely a lot of team effort there. But it's also your your husband Jim. Mm-hmm. Is, he, he explained he likes food science, right? Yeah, he's a chemist, and you know I know there's kind of a joke about chemists. They could be either chefs or chemists. And it's totally true with Jim. I mean, when you see what he does for his job, they're, you know, they're putting ingredients together and seeing how they work together. So when he saw my diet and and what I was doing, he totally got it and was inspired to start thinking of recipes. When you say on the job, he was putting ingredients together. Are you talking Mm -hmm. about food ingredients or chemical ingredients? Well, for him, he's in the paints and coatings industry. So he is always working with um, like stains and coatings for like log cabins and decks and things like that. So his job is to troubleshoot. Like if things come up in the factory where something's not working right, then he'll um, adjust the formulas or look into what the problem is. And he just has that scientific mind that transfers to recipes and being able to create foods that work on SCD. Exactly. Right. How cool. Now... There's a, even for people that have, that don't know Aaron or think they haven't visited the website, you may have. This is what happened to me when I went in advance of all of this to research. First of all, I got to nomorecrones.com and I immediately recognized it and I was able to say, wow, that's Aaron. How cool is that? But then I saw this recipe. It's called Jim's Fluffy Pancakes. Mm-hmm. That. I have used for a very long time. It's one of, I, there's a lot of pancake recipes I like, but that one I really love. And a lot of people have used that and refer to it all the time. That's Jim's creation. It is. Yeah. I think it was a couple of years after we started the website. He just really wanted to find a good pancake recipe and started just fiddling around in the kitchen with it, you know, numerous times and finally came up with this recipe and yeah, I think it's the most popular recipe on the website. and It's free on the website, everybody. So yep. when you go to look for it, you'll find it very easily. Mm-hmm. Most popular is, and it's also very easy. It very is, yeah. Easy. All right, so you're getting, you, you're, you're getting over all of the problems that you had. You're in remission. Thank goodness Robin was there to help you with some cooking. You were in college. Uh, we'll go back to college because I have another question about that, but... In the meantime, No More Crohn's comes about. What 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 inspired that and how long did it take? Tell me the story there. Okay. Um, well, you know, after I had such a dramatic recovery on the diet, people started asking about what was it that I was doing. And so uh, we had friends and friends of friends. You know, people would talk about it and tell other people. And people were always contacting us, like calling or writing or something to ask what was the diet all about. So we put together a packet of information and my mom would mail them out to people. And inside the Breaking the Vicious Cycle book, she had a list of every name of people she had sent these off to. And um, so that was kind of our first effort to reach out and just help people and let them know about the diet. And then when I was pregnant with my first son, um, I was in California from Texas visiting And I was there for a baby shower and I was talking to my parents about how surprised my doctor was at how well I was doing because he heard I had Crohn's and that I was on a special diet. And I don't think he was really uh, comfortable. He was kind of wondering how the pregnancy was going to go. But I was nearing the end of the pregnancy and he um, made the comment that 
you know, I wasn't sure how it was going to go at the beginning, but you really have had a picture perfect pregnancy. So we were just talking about that and going, oh, I wish that so many other people could know about this diet. And so then I just thought, you know what, I could put a website together and just if we have friends or people who ask about it, we can just direct them over there and it would be easier than sending these packets out. So that was how it all started. And we just started to kind of get inspired to write down everything we knew about the diet and good recipes and beautiful pictures of food so that it was a good representation of what the diet could be like. I get hungry when I go and I look at those pictures. <laughs> <laughs> they are beautiful pictures of food. Yeah. Going back to your pregnancy, you, ha you have two, you had two pregnancies. Three, Both actually. Three. Yeah, three boys. Uh -huh. Three boys. All of the pregnancies went well for you. Mm -hmm. They all were great. Is there a history of people having problems with pregnancy when they have Crohn's disease? Um, yes, I think because of the medications that they have to be on. And so it can be kind of tricky. Like there are some medications you don't want to be pregnant while you're on those. And if you're flaring up, then, you know, you may not be getting the right nutrients to the baby. So there is concern about that. So, um, mm -hmm. um, it's wonderful to hear that you did so well with it. And I'm thinking this wonderful woman shows up on your doorstep when you and your mom are both pretty much without hope, wondering what you can possibly do to have quality of life back, this woman shows up on your doorstep, hands your mother the book, says that there's hope in here. And then, this is what I love, when life works this way, and then a transition of events happen where now you and your mom have decided to pay it forward in a huge way. It's reaching out to countless people, helping them, giving them the same information that you were given, and watching their quality of life improve. Tell me about some of the success stories that you've heard from people. Well, I've heard a lot of different ones. Um, it was surprising how many people started writing in. I don't. I was like, I don't know how they're finding our website, but you know, just hearing so many people. Um, there are a couple different ones. You know, I've been helping people through email all these years, too, and answering questions and seeing people, um, like, they'll write back to me and let me know how they're, it's usually their child. I've noticed a lot of people will write in because they're helping their child with the diet. And um, there was one lady who wrote in and she, you know, help, she asked for help on what foods she was feeding her son because he was doing well on the diet, but he just wasn't growing and he still had some symptoms. So I said, well, just send me all the foods that he's eating and I'll look over it. And I noticed there was a tomato sauce that wasn't SCD legal in there. And so I let her know about that. And she took it out of his diet and then wrote back several months later and said he had grown inches since taking that out. And what a difference it was to really make sure that he was 100% on the diet. Just something as simple as tomato sauce, which... Mm -hmm. He wasn't eating 24-7, but he was right. eating it occasionally. That right. was causing that was causing the problem. Mm -hmm. uh, when you when you talk to parents with when they're helping their children, is it primarily parents of children with Crohn's or are you seeing other things as well? And you know, as a reminder, I'm not a doctor, Erin's not a doctor. When she's troubleshooting with people, it's just just like we do online when we talk to one another, all of us in the community. 
somebody posts that they just purchased this product and is it SCD legal? And we come back and we say no, because Elaine in her book says you're not supposed to have this and here's the reason why. So that's the type of advice and troubleshooting that you're giving to people. Uh, back to what type of um, problems the children are having. Mm -hmm. Is it Crohn's primarily? Um, I've seen ulcerative colitis um, and Crohn's. Those are probably the biggest two that people are following the diet for. But there are other digestive issues, too, that people have. And sometimes they don't know what they have, and the doctors can't figure out what it is. And so they know it's a digestive issue, but they're just following the diet. Uh, anyway. What do you find for people or even for yourself are the biggest hurdles to starting the diet? Well, I think that there are several. I think the number one hurdle would be that you have to be 100% on it. I think that can be kind of overwhelming to people because they're nervous that they're going to miss something and all this work because they're like, is all this work going to be worth it? And if I'm not, you know, say I'm 98% on it. So it's kind of, that can be tricky um, and kind of overwhelming to jump into this diet and know I can't ever go back and eat the other foods. Um, and then also wondering, is the diet healthy? I remember when I was first looking into the diet and I was looking everywhere on online, there were, there was hardly anything online at that point in 2001 about the diet. And I finally found this picture of a girl who was in a yoga pose. She looked really healthy and she was saying that she followed the diet. And so that gave me some peace that, okay, this is healthy. I'm not going to get really skinny and emaciated um, on this diet. So just seeing other people it can be really helpful that way. And then um, also the cooking involved, I think, is a big deal because we live in a society now where a lot of people don't cook from scratch. And so having to learn how to do that can be hard, especially when you're sick. Especially when you're sick. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of, you were very blessed to have your mom to help, mm -hmm. but not everyone has that. So right. what, what would you suggest for someone that's really struggling in that way? What are some easy ways to begin? Well, um, you know, just starting with the intro foods, they're pretty simple, like learning how to, to grill, you know, ground meat or cook an egg, you know, those things you can, you could do, and you could even go online and look for cooking videos that help you with things like that. And then um, also reaching out to the SCD community and asking questions. Um, so I guess those are a few ways. And then also some people, hire people to help them at the beginning because a lot of times they're feeling sick and just can't really eke up the energy to, to help, you know, take care of all the cooking. Or they might do like a like a cooking day uh, with a friend or something where they gather some recipes and cook things that can be frozen and then defrosted. So that's another idea. Maybe uh, reaching out to people. And again, there's so many so many sites that you can go to Breaking the Vicious Cycle, the SCD community is probably one of the most popular, reaching out and saying, hey, is there anybody out there from Toledo, Ohio, and finding one or two other people and having having a recipe exchange or one person will make this and one person will make that. I've actually talked to a few people that have done that. It isn't always the easiest to find someone in the area where you live, but when it works, it seems to work very well. Yeah. There are a lot of free recipes on your website. There's also some that are available to purchase. We'll talk about those as well. You have a myriad of recipes. I don't know how many. It's hundreds. 
What are your favorites? What do you, well, maybe three or four of recipes that are your very, very favorites. What would you like people to look for that you think will be a wow for them? Well, I think number one is Jim's fluffy pancakes. That can be so versatile. You can make pancakes or waffles with it. And a lot of people love that. It can be frozen. Um, so that would be number one. I also like the ter- terrific turkey chili that's on our main dishes section. And um, that one I've made for groups a lot. It's a really popular one and it's delicious and you can freeze it. So you could make like a double or triple batch and freeze it. What kind of Um, beans does that call for? That one is, I think, navy beans that you soak overnight and then you throw the water out and cook the beans. So I usually will have beans in the um, freezer for that, but I don't always use beans in it. It's okay without the beans too. So So you you can do a... um, Chili without the beans, just with the turkey and the seasonings and everything. That's that's good because right. not everyone can do the beans right away. Exactly. Right. Yeah, that's a really flavorful one. And then we also have um, easy sandwich bread. That is really versatile. You can use that like you can toast it or not. You can use it for hamburger buns or you can use it for um, like grilled cheese sandwiches or egg salad sandwiches, chicken salad sandwiches. And that's really easy to make. You can quickly do it on a griddle and freeze them to take out. That's the cool thing about it. You don't put it in a bread pan and bake it. So even on a very hot day, you're you're making it like a pancake, really. Right, right. And some people like that and, you know, some don't and that's okay, you know, but it's an option. I have found with the easy sandwich bread that it's also nice to, if you're eating something that you might normally put on top of rice or mashed potatoes or something like that, that Mm -hmm. to put that bread underneath and use that as a starchy type flavor mm, that yeah. that complements whatever it is that you're eating. Uh, it's, that works really well for me. I, I enjoy that recipe as well. Anything else that you can think of now? Are all three of those free on your site? Yes, these are all free. So we have a lot of free recipes. Um, that was kind of how it all started, you know, and we just love to put those up there for people. We all, I also, our family loves the Thai chicken and vegetables. It has a really good peanut sauce. Has a pe- It's like a peanut butter base, and it's very yummy. I love recipes that have sauces with them. And then pumpkin ice cream is another really good one that Ooh. everyone loves. How do you make pumpkin ice cream? Well, um, you just mix up the ingredients in a blender. It's um, SCD yogurt and pumpkin and spices and honey, I think it is. And then you just mix it in a blender and pour it into a, like I use a countertop ice cream maker. And it's, you know, ready in about half an hour. So it's pretty quick and easy to make. Now, when you first uh, put up some of your recipes that contain pumpkin, back then, I don't, uh, canned pumpkin wasn't allowed at all. Are there canned pumpkins out there now that are SCD legal? Yes. Actually, after I got on to the group you were talking about, Jeffrey Burger's um, SCD, what is it's it? Actually the, it's actually the uh, Breaking the Carbohydrate Diet Association's website. Okay. Yes. Right. Um, when I got onto that one, I found out that Libby's 100% pumpkin is legal. So I've been using that. Um, it just contains pumpkin and it makes it so much easier to, to make recipes that have so pumpkin. Easier and yeah. being able to use it year round, not waiting for the pumpkins to come out. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, you know, a reminder to all that just because something is SCD legal today doesn't always mean that it's going to be SCD legal tomorrow. And to always check always, always check the ingredient labels. It's amazing how often 
you'll go to the grocery store one week and you'll buy something. This happened to me with frozen cauliflower rice just a few weeks ago. It's always been 100% frozen cauliflower rice. That's it, just cauliflower. And then I bought it and I didn't bother to check the label. I came home and I made, I don't remember what, within 15 minutes, I was feeling it. And it now says, this particular brand now says that it's processed in a facility that also processes wheat. And I'm very gluten intolerant as well. But even someone who's not might be sensitive to that wheat because that's something that's disallowed. So it wasn't legal. And I found out the hard way. <laughs> but that's good to know about the pumpkin. Yeah. Um, budget. Do you find that it's more expensive to eat specific carbohydrate diet than not? Some people do. Tell me your feelings about the cost. Well, I, I've noticed just over the years that it seems like a lot of people, um, they eat out a lot and they use prepared foods a lot. And with the SCD, we can't do that so much. I mean, there are a few things we could use or a few places we might be able to go to get some SCD food, but it's not like a way of life, I think, for us. So for me, our budget is probably about the same as what it would be because we're cooking from scratch a lot and using just, you know, the fresh fruits and vegetables and things like that, that don't have to cost a lot of money. It helps when your whole family is eating the same way, too. If you're trying to do the standard American diet for a husband and children, and then you're trying to do specific carbohydrate diet for yourself, how is it in your family? What's the dynamic there? How does it play out? Well, I think, um, you know, they don't eat 100% SCD. I don't want to make them do that if they don't need to. Um, but I, I think they eat a lot healthier and they eat a lot more, <coughs> excuse me, they eat a lot more fruits and vegetables than probably the average person would. So um, what I do is I make a lot of recipes that are SCD that are main dishes, and then I'll offer something on the side like rice or bread or chips or something that goes along with it. But the main portion is going to be SCD food. And so much of it is just normal food anyway. Right. Yeah, it's very normal and they love the recipes. There's nothing strange about it or anything. They're really flavorful and yummy. So what have you and Robin been working on lately at nomorecrones.com? Well, uh, my mom is actually about to publish her third Amazon cookbook. It's called International Feast. You can eat this. And it's just packed with great international recipes. <clears throat> it's all divided SCD up. Compliant. Yeah, They're all, all SCD compliant. Right, all international. SCD. We're talking <clears throat> Italian. Yes, and and actually, the SCD really lends itself to a lot of different uh, flavors from around the world with all the different spices and flavorings we can have that way. So, um, yeah, I'm excited about this cookbook. It'll be out soon. And it, the name of it again is <clears throat> International Feast. You can eat this. And that's by Robin... Robin S. Cox. Is that what, how, how she... How is the last name spelled? C-O-X. Robin Cox. International. And then what are her other two cookbooks that she published before that? Um, the first one was The Flavor First Cookbook. And the second one was Food with Friends. And that Flavor was, First is about what? <clears throat> it's... um. It was her first cookbook, so it's kind of just a variety of, of foods, you know, in different categories. Um, and then the second one was more about how to cook for a group. 
Oh, you're invited to someone's house. Now you're going to a holiday party. Yes. And you have to bring something that everyone's going to like. Yeah. Or if you're hosting, like if you're hosting a group and you have these different diets, because, you know, everyone's on different diets these days. So how do you cook for, you know, someone who's vegetarian and someone who's SCD and and so on? And so she has a lot of really good group ideas in there. That's wonderful. That, mm-hmm. And you also have on your webpage, and this is something that a lot of people are going to want to look at, especially if you're starting out. Again, she they're so generous. They have so much there that's free, and they also have things that you can purchase. They have three weeks worth of SCD recipes, and it's broken down into breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Now, you can always mix and match if you want to, but if you're looking, if you're just like, what am I going to eat to start? You can go there. They have an entire week's worth of menus, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, breakfast, lunch, dinner, Everything that you can do so you don't have to stop and think about it. You can just go and you can put it together and not have to worry. Now, are there grocery lists with that as well? Yes, they come with grocery lists for the week and it's all divided up by category of what part of the, the you know market you'd want to find your food. Um, and then also some prep ideas for things you can do ahead if you want to save some time during the week. There is a company, and I don't remember their name, that what they do is they supply recipes for a week. Instead of, you know, how you have the meals delivered to your door, a lot of people are doing that these days. People on SCD are not because those foods are not compliant. But there is a company that actually does that. They put together a week's worth of recipes, and they tell you all the stuff that you need in advance, and they give you all the prepping, but you're doing it on your own. You've done that for people, but for people that are following the specific carbohydrate diet. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you for making it a little bit easier for all of us. Yeah, it's our pleasure. (laughs) So there's that, and what else have you and your mom been working on? Um, This past year, we've been uh, working on a course. It's an online course, and we just launched it. It's um, created especially for people who are brand new to the diet or to the community who just feel like they need some extra help to get them through kind of the overwhelming learning curve that can be involved. And especially if they're busy or they're sick or they, you know, they just need some extra help. It's called um, Fast Track to SCD Success. And um, we have two versions, the basic version and then the regular version where they can have more personal contact with me to look over what they're eating and um, help them with any questions they have further. How many different lessons are there when when someone signs up for this? What does it look like? How is it an hour or two or? Um, I would say it it would probably take them a few weeks to get through it because they're going to want to stop and and look at the resources that I that I recommend and then also do things like it's going to take them through how to do the beginner's diet, how to add foods, um, how to troubleshoot adding foods if they're having trouble with that. um, And then how like to deal with tricky situations like how do you deal with social um, situations and Uh, things that are just kind of like questions that always come up with the diet, like trying to think here, some of the questions, but um, there's only hundreds of them, right? I know there's so many, like which one do I start with here? (laughs) So anyway, um, it's just a good resource for anyone who feels like they need some extra help. 
So it's right there. They can get it all into a package where they're not having to read this book. And they, well, everyone, of course, should read Breaking the Vicious Cycle. Right. Um, and I, I do believe you also recommend and say that that's an important part of the learning process in, in yeah. the author as well. Right. And it, what else you have? There are some, there's a year round, there's magazines, one for summer, winter, fall, spring mm-hmm. that have, the, I was amazed it's like a real, you feel like you're reading a real magazine that you have purchased from a magazine counter. I think uh, the first one I looked at was 60 pages long, maybe even a little bit more mm-hmm. with articles and recipes. And j- tell us a little about those. Yeah, um, that was actually one of the first things that we put up um, for sale on the website after we just kind of saw what everyone's questions were. And I was answering, you know, hundreds of emails and just getting a feel for what people really needed. And so my mom put those magazines together and I would, you know, test out some of the recipes and take some pictures and write some articles. And we just kind of collaborated on it. And it just has a lot, they have a lot of recipes, a lot of tips and ideas and um, things to help people through. It's every other month. So every two months of the year, we have six magazines total. Six total. Mm -hmm. What else is on the site? Um, let's see. Well, we have the weekly menus. We have various downloadable cookbooks. Um, let's see here. We have a peek in our inbox section where you can see some answers to questions that I've answered over the years for people, kind of general questions about the diet. Um, we have a recent research page that shows people what's been going on in the research world for the SCD. And that's really exciting to see what's going on with that. There's something there about Seattle Children's Hospital I remember seeing. Yes. Yeah, they've done studies, I think several studies on the SCD um, with children and showing that I think it works for about 80% of the people who go on it. And so that's really exciting to have a study Mm -hmm. that actually shows that. And you said weeks worth of recipes. So if someone uses the three weeks of recipes that you provide so graciously and they want to take it further and have more and more weeks they can purchase those weeks off the website yeah. and get the support that they need that way. Right. How much, is have... it for, how much is it for a week's worth of recipes? It's $2. So <laughs> <laughs> it shouldn't be too, too hard for people. Uh, we really wanted to make it available to people so that anybody could get this if it would be a help for them. Any other food tips Hmm, that's a good question. Um, that's a what tricky are some one. Of, what are some of Jim's discoveries when he's been working with food science a little bit? Has he found some things that really helped, you know, when you're trying to, let's say you're trying to thicken something that would normally ask for flour or cornstarch to thicken it, and it's a soup mm-hmm. that really needs to have that thicker consistency. What would you recommend someone do to thicken? Hmm. Um, I think I've heard some people might use some almond flour, a little bit of almond flour in there, or they might use a little bit of gelatin, depending on like if you're going to have it be a cool thing, if it's going to cool down, gelatin can help thicken things up. Some egg whisked in there really well without scrambling it. If you kind of temper the egg first by first you scramble it on the side and then you add a little bit of um, like hot, the hot liquid that you're going to add it back into, uh, then you slowly pour it in and and mix it in. That can also thicken 
some things. And that works as an emulsifier as well, I believe. So it's it's going to help things hold together. It's not going to curdle, like you said, as long as you do it the right way. Right, yeah. So, um, Have you tried using lentil flour or lentils at all as a thickener in foods? I haven't, actually. And I've just seen that that's a new thing, right? Available at Welby's, I think. And Welby's, I hadn't has, Welby's has lentil flour available now, and they are making it from pre-soaked lentils. So, Because normally lentil flour would never be legal. But some people even use it. They'll create a slurry out of it by, by putting it in a blender, just the regular soaked lentils, and then thickening things with that as well. It's really amazing how many things are coming out now that uh, the... um. The lentil flour I've used in very moderate amounts because it's still a, a pretty dense starch when it's super flour, you know, floury and not wet. I've used it to make crispy foods if I'm going to put something in a little bit of oil and crisp it in a pan, uh, just a light breading out of it. Yeah, it so, sounds really good. It it is. We need to get together sometime. And <laughs> I know. It's so good to talk about it with someone else and get some ideas. Do you have any mottos or sayings or things that you use either on the website or just in your life, things that you hang on to to get you through the day? Yep. Um, at the beginning of the diet, when I was, you know, trying to stay out of the hospital, I had had this nightmare experience there. Um, it really helped me to just remember that I would rather spend lots of time in the kitchen than lots of time in the hospital. Mm. So that's something that I kind of remind myself of uh, sometimes. And then my husband also has a little motto that he says, he says, you've traded a uh, dreaded disease for an inconvenient diet. And Oh, that's good. Yeah, it really puts it in perspective. You've traded a dreaded disease for an inconvenient Diet. Diet. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's great. And then as you go along, it doesn't even seem quite as inconvenient as it does in the beginning. Is that true for you? Oh, yes, definitely. And even my thing about spending lots of time in the kitchen, I really don't feel like I spend an overly awful amount of time in the kitchen. It's just you have to really plan ahead, I think is the biggest thing and be ready to spend time in the kitchen when you need to have your food ready. And so same thing with the diet. I don't feel like it's really that inconvenient, but it can be at times. Especially when you have three kids that you're trying to keep up with and sports and taking them here and taking them there and doing it all. But you you found a way and it's working for you. And you are available to people if they're looking to talk to someone who wants to find a way too, especially someone that might understand. Plus you homeschool, right? Right. Yeah. So, so you're homeschooling and you're running around with three boys and you're doing the cooking and the cleaning and all of the other stuff. Mm -hmm. It's possible. It is possible, definitely. And it's I, I'm really thriving on the diet. And I think just the longer you're on it, the more you know your little tricks to get through the day or to, you know, make the food you need to do. You do it at certain times that work for you and just kind of squeeze it in. Do you plan to stay on the diet your whole life? I do, actually. Um, there was a point where I know Breaking the Vicious Cycle, she mentions that um, pe some people might be able to get off of the diet. And at one point I tried like a tea, for example, that wasn't spearmint, peppermint, or black tea. And I got a rumbly tummy. And so for me, it was just, no, this isn't worth it to try other foods. I'm really happy on the SCD. I have healthy food that my whole family's probably more healthy because of and I'm really happy to stay on it. 
you know you've reached a good turning point when you're just so satisfied with all of the wonderful foods that are available that you don't worry so much about the ones that aren't, correct? That's right, yeah. And there's so much more available too for like prepared foods. Um, there's liberated specialty foods now and Wellbees and other companies that have come in and made the diet a little bit easier for when you really need a little extra help. So I'll be sure helps. to link to those in the show notes so people can find them. This is a okay. really good suggestion. It's kind of fun that you can actually buy ketchup instead of having to make it on your own if you want to. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> it's been wonderful speaking with you today, and I hope that you'll come back and visit us on the show again. Uh, best of luck to your mom with her cookbook that's coming out. We'll link to that um, in the show notes as well. And I would love to get her on the show sometime to talk about because she's obviously a, a such a love when it comes to working in the kitchen she adores it and it's always fun to talk to people like that pick her brain mm -hmm. for ideas yes. so let her know that i'd love to have her on as soon as possible okay i will i know anything else that you'd like to say or do before we leave today I don't think so, but I'm just really excited about your podcast. I think this is a really exciting um, new thing, and I'm so thankful that you're doing this. Well, without people like you, it wouldn't be possible. People need to hear about people like you, and they need to hear these wonderful success stories. Not only does it give us hope, it actually gives us happy endings, and that's everything. Yeah, it is. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank you so much, Erin, and good luck. All right. Thank you, Lee. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening and thank you for being here today. I hope you enjoyed the show. You can find me, Lee Bernstein, through my website at scd4me.com. Four is F-O-R. There's also links to other social media sites there if you'd like to connect with me on those. If you have questions, comments, suggestions for future shows, or if you have an SCD success story to share, write to me at leebernstein at scd4me.com. A reminder, I am not an SCD expert. Nothing on this show is ever intended as medical advice. Everybody's different. If you have questions about you and your body, always speak to your medical profession. In the meantime, I hope you'll always listen to your gut. I hope you'll stay happy, be well, and always be open to being everything life means for you to be. Take care.